0: Okay, Sam. I needed, I needed a day to think on this one. I'm glad we're recording on Tuesday instead of Monday, buddy. Um, I'm glad, glad you're here to break down. I don't know, pro- probably one of the most disappointing performances against the Cowboys in a divisional game that I can remember. On Monday, yesterday, sky was falling. I mean this this team this team is just disorganized, undisciplined. They're deeply uncreative. Man, the offense lacks rhythm. Making way too many turnovers. They got 19 on the season. The defense isn't doing them any favors there either. And Ray, right, since October 1st, they have forced just seven turnovers, which is last in the NFL. They're tied with the Panthers, Sam. They're tied with the Panthers in forcing turnovers. Their touchdown that Jalen Carter rumbled in for, that was their first defensive touchdown since week one. Since week one. This is the, the back end of the defense is getting exposed for being old. There's no team concept for the pass rush, which is why even when Carter and Cox and Sweat and these guys are winning their matchups, the sacks aren't coming. The defense is a mess. The offense didn't manage a touchdown. You get three fumbles from your three best players. I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah. But to
1: give Brian Johnson a little bit of slack, like you said, Jalen fumble on the 20 yard line on the first drive. AJ drop on the four yard line on the second drive. AJ fumble first drive of the second half. Devontae drop touchdown third quarter. Devonte fumble fourth quarter at the 10 yard line penalty yeah. on AJ Brown negating a 14 yard to Dallas Goddard goes from first and 10 at Dallas seven to one first and 20 at the 31st next play QB draw Jalen Hurts fumbles the ball Brian Johnson isn't fumbling the ball in plus territory right he's not dropping touchdown passes right so it just seems to be even when the plays are there the players aren't making the moves or the plays it just seems like the past two weeks, like you said, disorganized, discombobulated. No, It's like re- just repeatedly trying to like foot, fit a triangle into a circle. And it's, it's discouraging, man. Because we, again, what did we say two weeks ago? If you're not in the Super Bowl again, it's a bust of a season. Because yeah. why would we think anything else with the roster we had, with the mm-hmm. Super Bowl appearance last year? Not much changed. You lose like Hargraves. You lose uh, a couple people on the back end, like a couple of safeties. And linebackers, TJ Edwards, you know, guys, right. your wife. You, right, you lose, you lose the linebackers, which you know, definitely made a bigger deal than I thought anyone was going to think it was going to. You, know, you, you lose, again, um, you know, John, a John, little bit of blanks. So I'm like, but that's the point. You haven't really lost many people. You haven't lost many coaches. So to see it
0: be so widely different they're, I don't know. It's discouraging, I mean, man. this is. I'm I'm just these these. I'm going to blame the coordinators. I mean, I'll, I'll allow you if you want to be the Brian Johnson, you know, guy that says, "Hey, he's not that bad." I mean, that's fine. I, I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing it, an absolute lack of rhythm and creativity. You know, one of the things that I loved about Andy Reid was he had that 15 play script, right? That team, every Andy Reid team scripts out the first 15 plays of the game. And it just seems that it could help put Donovan in a rhythm. And that feels like something Hurts has. I just don't, to me, there's a couple things going on with the lack of offensive cohesion. One, Hurts just is not the runner this season that he was last year. Last year, in terms of EPA per rush, that means based on the rush, how successful were you at adding, you know, the ability to, to, to get points? He was number one in the NFL. In fact, he had the highest EPA per rush season of any quarterback in NFL history. The data, this data goes back to like 2000. All right, that's one thing. And, and this year, he's 32nd. If you get rid of all the QB sneaks, designed eight Jalen Hurts runs and scrambles, he's last in adding points based on his runs. So that's one piece. There's just a, a limited creativity there. But beyond there, they had they had 11 healthy starters on offense this game. This game, you had every starter that you were planning on going into the season with healthy, and you get nothing out of DeAndre Swift? I mean, nothing. You, you had zero targets here. Ready, ready for this? You want to talk about lack of creativity on offense. Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown, the only players with a target in the entire yes. game. The only guys. They, they're, they're not even looking. And if you look at A.J. Brown's route tree, looking at a graphic that was put up on Twitter right now. If you saw the same one, no crossing routes. It seems like the offense right now is predicated on we're going to we're going to do the QB draw. We're going to run some, you know, some some wide receiver screens and we're going to chuck the ball deep and hope that it goes well because you've got great deep runners. And it's just I don't know why we're not. I don't know why we're not getting Goddard and A.J. Brown more involved in the yak game.
1: Right. And when you when I feel like what you just said right there a lot of the opposing defenses know and it's pretty easy to defend that when you're not just showing any sort of creativity when you know it's going to be a vanilla offense where they're going to kind of live and die by like these three things and then it even comes back to like whether you know, lack of run game or no lack of run game the run game is like always a sweep to the right or just out of the shotgun and yeah. i don't Ever see why you can't just like switch that up where well, you line her top under center? You do a couple of you know halfback stretches to the right or even to the left to keep the defense a little bit honest. Because then, like, my prototypical like play action play in my head is that half well, that fake halfback sh- halfback stretch, and then you can just run a bunch of wide receivers across the field. And when all the linebackers and safeties bite towards the runner because he might have just gotten a six yard gain, that's when you get Smith and AJ open for a 20 25 yard gain, and it just it's like. Why like unless the past two weeks of defenses have like really been presenting some shit that really is is making Brian Johnson think twice about like about like his play calls. I just don't see any reason why an NFL offensive coordinator with that kind of talent so much can't make it work in a sort of you way know, in, in the creative ways that like Shane Steichen was looking at last year. It's a copycat league. Why don't you just look at some of the tape from last year? Why don't you look at what the Colts are doing? Back to that graphic you saw by A.J. Brown, it was right, right, right next to Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman was awesome. That dude gets 10 catches a game. All he does is catch the football. Yeah. So, like, it's not a shame to be like, hey, listen, I'm going to look around the league for a little bit of help. There's tape on everyone. Do it, dude. People copy the Eagles. People try to copy, copy the brotherly shove the only team that even kind of come close to doing it okay was I saw Dallas do it, like, three times during the game. You mm-hmm. can I mean, Dak get in that QB snake. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, again, you asked me about Brian Johnson four weeks ago and probably a little bit more in a glass-half-full class situation. And although I can't fully put the blame on him, the lack of creativity is showing out the past yeah. two weeks against teams that we're going to see again. The Cowboys yeah. and the Niners aren't going anywhere. And if... You can't go into those games in the playoffs with the same game plan and expect a different outcome. It's going to be another blowout, and it's going to hurt even more.
0: The The, the DBs are, are just really not showing up. Keely Ringo, Ringo, I mean, it, hitting with the double penalty and the third down conversion, and he lets up the catch. I mean, I feel bad for him. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had no idea who number 22 was when that play was made. And I had to look be like, oh my God, they're they're throwing Keely Ringo in. Like, I didn't even hear anything about him getting some snaps and he did. It's, it's really not great. I I, I just, to me, like there's, I think one of the challenges with, one of the challenges going, going into the, the locker room at halftime on that piece was, I didn't know what they, I didn't know what, what plays they had, what, what, you know, what, what thing they could just pull from because. All week long, you know, they were getting screamed at and yelled at for dropping the ball against the 49ers. And then you don't even do, don't do shit in in the first half. And so then what, at halftime, Nick's just yelling at him again. Eventually the yelling just becomes noise and it's not motivating anymore. And this is one of the challenges with a Jalen Hurts kind of leader where he doesn't get up and he doesn't get down. And that's great, right? There's a lot of positives that come from a leadership style in which you say, you know what? I just go to work. I do my work quietly and we try our best, right? And we we get our asses in, into the game and we work hard, but he's not going up and down the sideline, hyping guys up and telling them I need a play. I need a play. There isn't anyone like that, that actually like Jalen Hurts is like that. He's a leader of the team. And because he's the quiet one, it means the coaches have to do the yelling. And I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm worried. I'm worried that this isn't going to get fixed in order to make the kind of deep playoff run That we want. I'm looking. We're about to move on because I I really, I, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a migraine if I keep talking about the Cowboys. But they are. The Eagles' defense has been terrible. I think this offense can get fixed because they have the talent. I really do. Like I think projecting forward, I do believe that we're gonna get the ball into our talented players' hands and they're gonna make moves. The offensive line is still excellent. Jalen Hurts, by the way, I thought he played excellent. Last night, I thought he made a lot of throws. He got hurt by drops, so I was happy with his performance overall. Fumble, right? He's fumbled too many times, but that. But here's let me get final. There's just some stats on the on the defense, and it makes me. I just I can't believe this is true about an Eagles team that was incredible last year, right? An Eagles defense that was great last year. So, based on EPA per play, they are eighth best in the league on first down, right? So the eighth best team, which is which is really solid place to be. That's a running down. Teams run the ball on first down more than any other down in the league. Once you get to the passing downs, check this. On second down, they are 32nd in the league. On third down, they are 32nd in the league. And on fourth down, they are 32nd in the league on success. Mm. This is it. Like this is this is your pass team. Like those numbers, like, and you cannot be worse than last. And they are last in the league on second, third, and fourth down. It, it's unbelievable to me that I can watch them force third and 15 and have no confidence in their ability to get off the field like that And that it's just and like you
1: know forget about those are that's i didn't know that that is horrible i mean that is terrible but everything else that they're defensive like they're not better than 25th in the league in like fucking anything and that includes points scored that includes like that includes sacks like this defensive line that you live and die by because you don't have shit yeah. for a back seven, especially Reed Brank- Blankenship's out this game with a concussion. That was a tough one. Like and like, honestly, Slay had that one passing. Slay did have a really good game. Not many receptions. Like Slay a good- had a good game, but it's like cool. Like two good players and everyone else disappointing. That's that creates a twenty fifth ranked defense in the NFL. And yeah, dude, it's. The offense, I again, I I believe in the offense. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts still. There were a couple of times that I feel like the blitz kind of got to him. He didn't make the right read a lot.
0: Yeah. Um. On uh, on Sunday, that, that was the big blaring issue for him. We can't handle these zero blitz situations because yeah. I watched on back to back drives. It's the third and nine. At the, the Dak has the Dakota Prescott's got the ball at the third and nine. We hit him with a zero blitz. He hits that great the, the great throw and catch to Jake Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. You know, that's a hard, yeah. That's a hard throw, right? I was pissed off it happened, but. Tough catch, tough throw. They made it work. And then on the very, and they, of course, go down score. On the very following drive, I watch, um, this is after the, um, after the A.J. Brown or the Devontae Smith drop in the end zone. They now have like something like, uh, they're now at like fourth down, fourth and 10. They're in imposing territory. And Cowboys send a zero blitz. And it's just, it's panic. And it's just a chuck by Hertz to Devontae Smith, who's two yards down the field. And yeah. I don't know why they haven't managed to find a way to beat this because it just seems like anytime the defense brings pressure, Jalen Hurts and the offense does not have a solve for this.
1: I know. And the offensive line is too good to not have a solve for this. And – like when you feel the as if it's fourth and Throw a wide
0: receiver screen to Julio Jones on that play. Get Goddard in space on that play. Get A.J. Brown in space on that play. Like the way you beat a blitz Wait, just in the NFL it. is you either do a delayed screen, and so all the pressure comes to you and you float it over to a halfback or someone else, or you run these quick crossing routes, like the exact same one that Jake Ferguson ran. I don't know how they're not beating these things. Since that is simply situational football, which is something Nick Sirianni had been excellent at beforehand, and I can't believe we haven't mentioned his name. And this is what happens when you don't call the plays as the head coach: is people just yeah. look to the coordinators first.
1: Yeah, because it's also like, again, like why was Devontae Smith two yards in front of the line? Is fair? We don't pull it down fourth and long. All your players got to be running down the fucking field and making the cross at the first down line, Man. or going deep to see if you have a deep shot. But like. The the Nothing frustrates a football fan more than watching their team throw the ball behind the first down mark on a fourth down. It's like, okay, the blitz was coming, but they had zero blitz to decently amount that game. You got to be prepared for it and yeah. just feel like Sirianni Johnson and hearts just like were prepared for it. The whole offense wasn't prepared for it all game. And then like, you know, like I said, I, I need to move on too because it's like the fucking Cowboys. But like you... Oh my God! Sorry, Dad. You gotta tip your cap to the Cowboys. They again, they whooped the fucking shit out of us. And Dak made all the throws. They had the offensive creativity. Their defense forced the turnovers. Three, four fumbles. I mean, yeah, you got all on the ball, but like that's that's pretty damn good. Forcing fumbles from our three best offensive players. I think Cowboys. I I, I you gotta you gotta consider them. Yeah. You know, they're they're playing better than the Eagles. They're, they probably are better, better than the Eagles, but they're I mean,
0: playing. At they're really time, very much playing better. They're they're playing better than the Eagles. They're playing absolutely. And by the way, if, if any quarterbacks out there looking to be uh, named uh, leader, uh, like named an MVP favorite, just play the Eagles because last week Brock Purdy is the favorite, and now Dak Prescott's the co-favorite. So anytime you're looking to uh, to become a uh, an MVP candidate, just play the Birds, and you'll find your way there. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and, uh, and then we'll get on to uh, onto the next week to play the Seahawks. All right, they play Seahawks Monday night. Uh, this is the game that was flexed from Sunday. Um, so uh, shout out any of the uh, the Eagles fans who bought plane tickets and made hotel reservations and had plans to go out to Seattle on Sunday and then at the change of Monday. Congratulations, NFL, on your better Monday night game. I probably at this point would rather see the Eagles play out at 1 p.m. given their talent level and performance late, lately. But they've got the yeah, Seahawks. I would too. Uh,
1: I went too, and shout out to uh, all my other fellow overnight fucking workers, whether you're a nurse, or you're a tech, or a doctor, or you're working Wawa, whatever it might be. Shout out to everyone who was off on Monday night, but now has to go, or was off on Sunday night, go to watch fucking Eagles play fucking Sunday night football, and then they go work on Monday night, because, like, you know, people were, like, dying, and you do, like, show up and take care of it, blah, 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 and, like, but the Eagles are playing, so it's going to be like, oh, my God, so the NFL, you continue to fuck us because we are a big market and we're always really good and it's like super awesome I'm super chill about it it's super fucking cool dude super cool fuck the Seahawks we keep it real on the podcast I will be watching the game in full me and Cap will do, still do a recap on the whole thing even if they drop another fucking egg and I swear to god if they drop another egg on a team that isn't the Niners with the Cowboys I am I am going to have a fucking seizure and be really pissed off
0: the Seahawks are, Eagles are headed there. They uh, line opened at a three and a half point favorites for the Eagles. It's moved to four now. So uh, some action there on the Eagles. Seahawks are one in five in their last six games. Uh, Gino Smith is uncertain to start on Monday. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, the, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I've i been down, down to the birds. I thought they were, I felt good about them against their AFC opponents and the Chiefs and the Bills. I felt no good about them against the Niners and the Cowboys. And I just, I do believe in their ability to like absolutely crush the Seahawks this week. I do just think there's not enough talent on Seattle. And and this is now, I'm certain that, like, let's be clear. The Eagles are the five seed in the playoffs right now, right? The season yeah, ended today. Philadelphia Eagles are the five seed. It would be a wild card team that would then go down to play some shit team in the NFC South. But I do think that that is going to be enough to uh, to get this team back on track. They have got four games ahead. Seahawks. I don't know. I feel I feel good about yes. it. Yes.
1: I, I mean, listen, I, I I agree with you because I just. I, I don't love the fact that we're going to Seattle. It's not an easy place to play. Those the, no. they get loud, and Seattle is like not Like they're not like they're playing for something. They're not like out of the race. Like they, they yeah, Those are four straight, but they're going to show up and they're going to play their best football. And a lot of the issues that we were kind of having with like Dallas and San Fran, Seattle can do in a very ab- abbreviated way. Like they're not going to like. I don't see Drew Luck over three thirty three touchdowns like Dak did, but. They still have DK Metcalf and there isn't an Eagle out there that can cover DK Metcalf. And I my biggest worry is I don't think they're going to lose the game. I think they're going to win comfortably. But I do feel as if the same issues that we've been seeing in the past two weeks are not going to really go away and it's still going to come out in some sort of facet over the next four weeks. Which, again, as an Eagles fan, as they if you're thinking Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations doesn't give you like the best feeling
0: in the world. This is going to have to become a team that simply outscores the other opponent. I mean, at this point in time, you have to accept that this is the only way the Eagles are going to make a deep run is the offense gets completely back on track. It has to. Yeah. It has to mm-hmm. get completely back on track. And um and I think the Seahawks are I mean, the Seahawks are obviously a well coached team. Um, they're obviously going to be they're obviously going to be an environment to 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 be searching for a win because they're in the wild card hunt still. But I do just, I do just believe in our ability to feast on lower, you know, lower level teams, um, which
1: I do too. If you, if I do you, think, and and Seattle, I think there are one, they are one of the teams probably like legitimately like a quarterback away from being really, really good. Got really good young players like Kenny Walker. They got, still got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, is still doing his thing. Uh, they got that kid Tariq Woolen on the other side of the ball. Um, still Jamal Adams. Like, they got some good players, and you know, as long as Pete Carroll's running the ship they're always going to be like a pretty competitive team. Um, but he was also really good at making shit quarterbacks look like fucking Joe Montana. Look at Sam house numbers against us. Like, so I mean, shit, stack Wilson beat the Eagles. So it's like, there's that worry that drew lock just kind of finds his rhythm. And it's not like they played like incredibly bad against the Niners. They definitely like gave a bit of a run. They covered right. Great teams cover. And, uh, I'm I'm not considering to say the Eagles are going to lose on Monday night. But I'm just, again, like I said, I'm worried about the continued issues with this team heading into January. Because that's when it's going to start to really matter. And every time we see a third and 11 conversion in the playoffs, we're going to fucking lose our minds and say, See,
0: this shit didn't go away. None of it went away. There's still a lot of the same issues. Jason Kelsey has uh has beaten 30 teams in the NFL. Uh he's obviously not beaten the Eagles. Um, you beat the uh beat the Chiefs this year, which is team you am beat. There's one team in the entire NFL that Jason Kelsey has never beat. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And part of that reason is because the Eagles have not won in Seattle since 2008, which was a game in which uh the McNabb threw two touchdowns, one to Reggie Brown and the other to Todd Harriman's on a uh, on oh a one-yard God. score. The offensive lineman, David Akers. Uh, Kicked in four field goals in a game. The Eagles won 26 to seven. Um, Also a quarterback for the Seahawks. I'll give you, I'll give you a guess. It's not Hasselbeck. It's not Wilson. Who do you, you got any clue? Give me a sec.
1: Yeah. Hasselbeck was gone by then. Uh, Fuck. You're going to say it and I'm going
0: to be pissed. I don't know it. Is it not like Tavares Jackson, is it? It is like Tavares. It's not Tavares Jackson, but it is like Tavares Jackson. I don't know Seneca
1: Wallace. Oh God, you're right. It is like Tavares Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, so Eagles so, have not won there. Yeah, in so not yeah, in and, years. and I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson is six and zero in his career against the Eagles. That also that helped the Seahawks a lot. Is that? Jason Kelsey ran into a lot of Russell Wilson-led teams, I mean,
0: yeah, that's right. Say yeah. what you want yeah. about mean,
1: Russ right now; Russ had an unbelievable career. Seattle. Yeah, fucking yeah, legend. Absolutely. absolutely, absolute legend. Um, um, so, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good with I'm good with them beating the Seahawks. But again, I think the Seahawks
0: going to score probably like 24 points against us. I'm going to say like 30 to 24 goals. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm with you on that prediction. I think that's uh, I think it's probably a good one. Um, I think I'm gonna go uh I think I'm gonna go thirty one, twenty four. Uh and I'll just give them uh yeah, we're uh four four tutties and a and a field goal. So that'll be good. What are you they've now they're now in this sort of next stretch and it officially starts. Seahawks' are still a tough opponent, so um they've got Giants, Cardinals, Giants to uh to end the season. Um by the way, Tom, Tommy DeVito, come on, you you are you're filled with South you've got South Jersey Italian friends. You I'm, are I'm, South a, Jersey, I'm a Jersey Italian,
1: Italian myself. It is awesome to see. If Jalen Hurts wasn't my quarterback, I'd kind of be like, I kind of look at that DeVito kid. His family <laughs> cooking pounds of food for the tailgate. They're fucking, they are just like Italian people, for those of you who are not watching, you'll know many Italians, but very emotional, emphatic people. And they're not just hugging, they're like kids, men kissing each other on the sideline yeah. on this, in the stands because it's like, that's our fucking boy. And that's it's like boy. family... Family comes before so much in the in a deep rooted Italian family, whether it's a New York Italian family or it's like a South Jersey Italian family, and you're seeing it every week. And then the kid goes out there and plays some pretty damn good football. It he listen, he can't uh, even if, even though it's the fucking Giants, they can lick every orifice that I have. But they are uh, it's hard not to for time,
0: Tommy DeVito. Shout out Shout out the kid. It, it's the absolutely excellent. It's it's absolutely excellent seeing Tommy DeVito become a character in the NFL. And it's great to see the Giants uh, move away from the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes and have to uh, settle for three more years of Danny Jones. I am thrilled that, that Danny yeah, Jones yeah. That would the right. Let's there. Let's
1: keep all those really good young studs coming out of the draft and like the AFC or something. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that's right. Away from the Redskins. Yeah. Um, so what are you – is there – let me ask you this. Knowing the level of competition of the next four weeks, is there anything that the Eagles can do? If the Eagles go out and win these next four games, 30 to 10, 30 to 10, 28 to, to 14, 30 to 10, will that matter to you on your expectations for the Eagles playoffs? Do you think it's important that they go out there and run, run them out the building? Or do you think that with that level of competition, you're not going to see them in the playoffs? Does it matter?
1: I think it does matter. I think it matters from a simply like a, like a psyche point on the Eagles because like every player and every coach is sitting there and say they don't like listen to the media or what people are talking about. But like you do, you, you get the whiff mm-hmm. of it. It's in your pockets at all time. I get updates that Ota- like whenever something happens with Shohei Otani, like I get an update about it. So it's like there's no way they're not seeing like the quotes, the stats, what people are saying about them. Stephen A. Smith saying you can illegitimize the NFC title they had last year because I got whipped by the Niners this year with Bob thirty. Like they hear all of it. So from a psyche standpoint, if you comfortably win these next four games, I think it just gives the Eagles a lot more confidence as a team going into the playoffs. They are now quote unquote, like you just went four straight going into the playoffs. That's like, that's hot. That's hot. And you always want to be hot going into the playoffs. And then if you win four more straight, say what you want about the record, that's a 14 and three record. That's there aren't bad football teams that are 14 and three. I, I think it absolutely matters. I think it's going to matter not only just like for a seating purpose, but yeah. just for, like, let's just get some swag back in this locker room. Let's just get like some more smiling faces. Like, they're as embarrassed as anybody. Like, they're proud. Again, yeah, they make all this money, yada, yada, but they are proud of what they do. They are proud to be in that elite fraternity and being able to say you play in the NFL and exceed in the NFL. So... There's a lot of pride, a lot of veterans in that locker room that I think are, quite frankly, sick of it. And I think they're going to really rather rather the trips these next four weeks. And and I think they're going to have a really good
0: showing. Um, If I set the over-under to you, over-under three and a half wins for the rest of the season, what are you taking?
1: I'm taking the under. And the reason I say that, is because I think Dallas or the Niners are going to add a loss to the there. You know, then, then you see, like, then you. you know, I'm still going to say, I'm, I'm going to take it the under. I think they're going to get three wins. I don't think they're going to win that last game in New York because I think there's going to be some key players resting because it's not going to be, like, as big of a game. But then again, and the way they've been playing, fuck, that game might be the most important game. That game might decide the one seed. I'm still going to say under because... Sorry, Eagles. You haven't given me a lot of confidence the past two weeks, and the team I've been watching has won very close games against teams like the Commanders. Right? They them. they lost to the Jets, so yeah. they could certainly just watch Arizona walk into Pittsburgh and kind of kick the shit out of them. They have Kyler Murray back, Donovan Gannon revenge game, like whatever you want to call it. I just there is room to fuck up, and I I sadly think the Eagles are going to drop one of these next four. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to go clean slate four and
0: oh, They're um What do you think? I think, I think they'll go four and eight. I think if okay. I, if I was able to, uh, if I was able to tie in a parlay of, uh, of Eagles money line the next four weeks, I think I would, uh, I will say I, they are, I appreciate, I think one of the good things, things that is, one of the things that's going to be good for this team over the next month is they are now finally going to get to fly under the radar. I think yeah. they will finally not have the game of the week week in and week out. And that's going to be good for the team. I think there has been a mental toll. There is absolutely a mental toll with trying to climb back up the hill after losing the super bowl. I think that is yeah. just, there's just a level of exhaustion that comes up there. And then you break in the fact that this season has basically been three chunks. You got the easy part, the hard part and the easy part. And they just got through the hard part. Right. And they got through the hard part four and two. Um, now those. Two losses were to the two worst teams to have lost to, but they still yeah. got through four and two, and now you get the you know the next part of the schedule. And again, if you look, they got this weekend, Cowboys-Bills is a huge game, and that's going to be game of the week because the Bills are coming off a huge emotional high. And that's in, in Buffalo, um, right? That is in Buffalo. The following week, Cowboys-Dolphins, and then you also- Cowboys-Dolphins uh, on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day is going to be so- so blown up. Ravens 49ers. Because Ravens are Super Bowl, um, are, are currently the AFC favorites. Uh, and they're gonna go to Candlestick. You get the um, you know, the the Super Bowl rematch. Everyone's gonna be talking about how this is a potential preview of the Super Bowl, and that's gonna be a good thing. And then the week after that, the Lions go to the Cowboys. Lions are reeling, but I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're gonna be an easy, easy out. Um and so yeah, I think there's a good chance that the Cowboys drop one of Bill's Dolphins Lions. Um, yeah. For sure. I think and, they're, and the 49ers. I don't think they're gonna go Ravens? again.
1: The, the Cowboys and they are they are quite different on the road. Quite fucking different. And I don't think they're gonna go into Buffalo and win. I don't think they're the same team. I don't think that fucking kid Brent Aubrey, who apparently doesn't miss any field goals. I think it's way 30. easier to kick a it's 30 it's, for it's 30. Not easy, It is not easy to do what he's doing. I know I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the on the podcast. Dude's <laughs> unbelievable. But it's way easier to kick in Jerry's world than with the Bills Mafia salivating at the fucking, you got wind blowing in your nuts and that ball could go zigzag anywhere. It is not, it is not the same environment. And that is why I feel as if Dallas, in their heads, they're thinking, we're not going to the Super Bowl if if this shit can't run through Dallas. Like, I, again, I, I, if I'm, you know, if I'm a betting man, which I dabble, I would probably take the bills and regardless whether they're favorite or whether they're not, I think the bills, they had a huge one against Kansas city. And, you know, again, I don't want to, I'm not, I, I'm not with you on that. Moment. That dude's a cry baby. Fuck him. That dude's ridiculous. Um, but Buffalo just came up with a really, really big win and not that Dallas hasn't come up multiple, really big wins. I think if it, there's a chance Dallas can drop. If two of those three games are on the road, I think Dallas could drop two of those three games, which will, Really leaves it open for the Eagles to
0: just claim the division at the very least. The Eagles still control their destiny. If the Eagles win out, they get the number one seed in the NFL or in the NFC. Right. They still control their destiny, even though right now they're the five seed, just the way that the tiebreakers work. If they win all four of their next games, the Dallas wins all four of their next game, the Eagles still get the one seed. And so yep. it's still up to them, which is a great place to be going into this part of the season. Um Fuck, man, we're uh, we're in it now. I do I do feel um, I feel more comfortable in this mode. By the way, as an Eagles fan, I yeah, me too. It, it has been very strange the last you know year and a half. Jalen Hurts being like twenty seven and three, you know, Nick Sirianni being twenty seven and three as a coach. Like this is this is this has not made any sense. I think I've been like really really perplexed as to how to handle success and uh, and. Seeing two guys outside the Novacare Complex with run the damn ball signs—that makes sense to me. Being it mad makes a at the lot coach, more sense. I mm-hmm. get that. That's a comfort zone, right? To be us. like this agita and stomach ache and anxiety makes this is how I know how to live as an Eagles fan. Because we also we've seen a lot of playoff football as Eagles fans growing up, but
1: it was never really like the domination one seed with a bye with an expectation to go to the Super Bowl that didn't really happen a ton with us growing up. It was a lot of like. We're the three, three years. Right. we're the three we seed, two years. We're the three seed. We thought that was going to happen, but we still was... got Aaron Rodgers coming into our house, and he ends up getting a dub. And you know, we're the we're the four seed, and but oh, we got Drew Brees coming into our house. He's probably going to get the dub. And yeah. it's it's much more like that, like unexpected runs, than like oh, now you're expected to be great. It's unwanted. It's not unwanted territory, but it's unchartered territory as an Eagles fan. And I like what you said about them flying under the radar now. I feel as if people are going to kind of stop talking about them and they're just going to kind of take care of business. And if I had to predict an outlook on the rest of the season, I genuinely believe they still win the division. Yeah. But they end up as the 2C. There you
0: go. All right. Well, hey, we'll uh, we'll be back next week after the uh, Seahawks game on Monday night. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe out there and have a great holiday season. Thanks, Sam. Later, Kels. Later.